0: everybody's trail cummings episode nine of the always relevant podcast uh if you hear background noise because my brother is here he's in town from nashville tennessee and we're bringing back an old school holiday tradition which is playing video games so he brought his ps4 downloading some games and we're gonna get a game while we have this podcast so uh we're glad you're here we look forward to having a good time I'm sure we're going to talk about a few things, mainly the Michigan Ohio State game occurring tomorrow. I'm a Michigan fan. He's a Ohio State fan. We'll get into it later. So, um, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Glad y'all are here. Look forward to you guys listening and um, talking whatever you want, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone. It's truck coming. Like I said, four is episode nine of the Always Relevant podcast. So, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, I'm actually finishing up the podcast Saturday morning. So, getting everything ready. Uh, Have had a good Thanksgiving weekend so far. Um, My brother came in town, um, so we got to spend some time with him, and he's actually going to be on the podcast here shortly. Uh, So, that'll be good for you guys to hear from him. And pretty much today is the Michigan-Ohio State game day. So, you know, a lot of trash has been talked. Ohio State is a favorite. I do, honestly, uh, worry about everything, but uh, we'll see what's good. Hopefully, Mitch can step up to the plate and um, you know, show everybody what's up so he can quiet down all these Ohio State, Ohio State fans talking trash. But let me go ahead and get into my sports weekend because I need to go upstairs. After I'm done with this, I'm in recording in my basement, and I need to finish the— or I guess start everything for the little get-together we're having today— Uh, We're having people over on the menu. We're going to have ham and cheese sliders, um, barbecue meatballs, what is it, the cheesy Rotel dip, and some kind of vegetable dip. There's probably something else I can't think of, but it should be pretty good. Looking forward to it. Look forward to having people over, having some adult beverages, hanging out, having good times, and hopefully celebrating that Michigan win. So uh, we'll see what's going on. But like I said, let me get into my sports weekend Uh, this past weekend. Um, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, the Ohio State. No, I'm not. But um, Hanover went up to Mountain Union for the first round of the playoffs, Division Three football playoffs. Unfortunately, they got beat pretty bad, sixty-five to fourteen. Mountain Union's a great team, um, not your typical Division Three program. So uh, Hanover has nothing to hang their heads about. They came out, they had a good year. Coach Theobald has them in the right direction. They went and played one of the top teams in the country, so they have a goal. They they know what bar they need to get to. They know how much better they need to program to be. They know what it takes to play the best. So, you know, I wish some luck. Coach Theobald has them on the right track. I look forward to getting out and seeing some more games and uh, seeing some more wins. Congrats, Hanover. Um, i say y'all had a great season, and um, I'm glad of Coach Theo, And I'm sure he's going to take you guys to the next level, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Michigan, they won against IU 39-14. Um, I was a little worried about that game because IU, does, they do put up points, but I think that some players hurt too. So um, it was never really too close of a game after the first quarter. So, um, you know, that's good. They were kind of raving about Shea Patterson throwing for 300 yards or whatever and three or four touchdowns, whatever it was. To me, he's still average quarterback at best. Um, hopefully he can figure it out. For this game against Ohio State, because he's gonna be one of the most most important pieces for it, he needs to come out there, lead the team, not turn the ball over, and hopefully throw the ball better than what he's thrown so far this year. Um, yeah, he just he doesn't seem like he's sure of himself in the offense, and he doesn't really he doesn't really have the ability to throw people open. He has to wait for large windows to open up before he throws it, and sometimes it's just hard to watch. So. That is what it is, but we're just moving with it. So uh, Bengals, unfortunately, they lost to the Steelers this weekend, 16-10. to um, you know, They had their chances to win the game. It was a close game throughout. Pittsburgh made a quarterback change, and then he immediately threw a 75-yard touchdown to James Washington. So I don't know. Think about it. The Bengals are actually going back with Andy Dalton this week. And I feel like if he was playing any of the games this past week he or the past few weeks, they probably would have won a couple of them. I would say one or two of them at least. So, you know, that is what it is. That was coaching change. You know, they just wanted to see what they had in Ron Finley. And I get it. I understand it. And they're probably going to finish season with Dalton. Um, probably trying to get wins. I don't even know if they even need wins now. I'll probably just try to play for that number one pick and either take Chase Young or, from Ohio State because you know he went to Ohio, he goes to Ohio State he is probably the best player in the country, or they should trade back picks and try to rebuild. That's what they need to do. So, um, lastly, my fantasy weekend, um, my FanDuel fantasy wasn't too bad. Um, I didn't win it by any means, but I was probably middle of the pack overall. I think I'm still in first place, but leading up all the weeks, so uh, had a solid year so far. I've kept it pretty consistent. Uh, I've only had one really bad week, and so that's what you try to eliminate the really bad weeks. Um, but you know, hopefully, I'm in position to, to um, collect that money at the end of the season. So, and then lastly, the uh, PPR league, the playoffs. Actually, I actually won this past week, so that was good. And the playoffs start this week, and so they started on Thursday night. So I'm playing right now, first round of the playoffs. I'm a three seed. There's um there's ten teams ten teams total in the league. Six teams made it to the playoffs. Top two seeds get uh, first round buys. So I'm a three seed, so I'm playing right now. And um it was a good start. And I'm hoping that my guys can pull through so we can get one step closer to uh collecting that that paper, that two K. That's what I'm looking for, that's what I want. Um put it towards the Either the Christmas budget, probably not, Put towards vacation, that'd be nice. Or put away to save, that'd be nice too. So, however it is, that's the goal. Um, if anything, I just want to get the, get my money back. You know, that was, I think, $250 to put down for it. So, if I can get my money back, then it was all good. We just played for fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm trying to think if I forgot anything or lost anything. Um question how are you how you really that's coming up next segment with my brother um looking forward to it looking forward to having you guys listen what he has to say um I said we're just we're just talking about the Michigan Ohio State game he's an Ohio State fan I'm Michigan fan we've we've always kind of gone back and forth about it over the years but um you know he's good sport about it he keeps talking about trying to buy my kids Ohio State stuff which is a terrible idea I told him I would burn it but um yeah we won't go there but um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to having you guys listen to everything. And um, hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. As promised previously, I'm sitting here with my brother, Nathan Cummings. And uh, how's it going, man? It's going pretty well. How about you? Bro? Uh, I'm doing all right. Nice. Doing all right. You know how it goes. Getting everybody together for Thanksgiving, doing the whole family thing. Yeah. yeah. We just got done uh we got a game of Madden. You know, it's always been our holiday tradition to to play video games. Haven't done it in years, so I decided oh. to bring it back in. Um, we both are definitely rusty. Yes, we are. But I got I that need first to I got that first match win. Uh, it's always good being the older brother. So,
1: that's right. It means that there's more opportunities for me to try. All right.
0: Yeah, just go ahead and practice right. up. We'll we'll
1: we'll get it back. I'm right. not worried.
0: Right. So, in no, Uh, wanted to wanted to bring you on. Glad you saw That you're willing to come out here and and talk with us and yeah. everything. I say us like it's me and someone else. I guess it's me and whoever's out there listening. Well, I mean, you do have a lot of people who come on the podcast like every week. So now, I, I try to. It's not a lot yet, but we're working on it. So, but I will start off like. Uh, start you off with a question that we ask usually myself but who else is on i didn't ask mom last week on it i should have but she decided not to go that route so i'll ask myself starting out how are you and how are you really so for me i'm doing all right my kids are finally borderline not sick i'm almost sleeping um got some days off from work so that's good but you know we still gotta travel everywhere not really travel everywhere but you know, had different houses to go to for the Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. and uh, today was more chill, but um, I don't know. Like I say, everything's okay. Overall, though, I'm good. No complaints. Awesome. Um, not really too annoyed about anything. Um, I don't know. Just think about how 2019 is going quick. Yeah, that's going fast. And what things I want to do goal-wise for it, So or for 2020. I know mm-hmm. there's still a bunch of stuff I need to do to finish out this year, so... Should be interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's now. I'm the first question. To you, Nate, how yeah. are you? And how are you really?
1: How am I really? Well, uh, my wife Gigi and I we just bought a house, so we've been painting uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and that was a lot of work. Way more tiring than mm-hmm. uh, than I would have thought. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a good. Good family effort for the two of us. Yeah, see, uh, Elaine is the painter for us. Like, uh, my painting skills are completely subpar,
0: and I'm not trying to have to redo any of the walls or have her redo the walls, so I might as well have
1: her do it right the first time. I mean, I mean, we have professionals do the living room and the kitchen, so I, that looks great. And, like, not saying that other rooms aren't okay for people who uh, aren't professionals. And shout-out to my friends, uh, Daniel and Caitlin Bradley, who came to help us paint, so... Uh, Uh, it's always good to have good friends that are willing to help you out that way. So, so, um, but I'm, I'm happy. I had the whole week off, um, got the whole week off for Thanksgiving break. So, um, on Monday I took a five hour nap, uh, and, uh, I don't get to take naps very often and I probably shouldn't have took one that long, but, um, (laughs) but you know, I, it's been a good time of rest and, um. You know, to be able, like I said, to enjoy our new house. And mm-hmm. uh, Gigi and I be able to hang out and be able to come up here to Ohio. Um, you know, we don't get to come up here very often just because we, we live in Nashville. And um, so, you know, it's always really good to be able to hang out with family and uh, to eat food together, play video games together. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. So it's been good.
0: No, that's good. It's good. Glad you're up here. Glad you guys got here safe and everything. And yeah the weather wasn't too bad it might be raining going home tomorrow yeah. but um you know like I said hopefully it won't be too bad as far as that and Nate is actually a teacher down in Nashville so he teaches teaches history mm-hmm. so you know molding young minds so he's he's a good uh good role model for the kids to follow so that is a good thing yeah. unfortunately for those kids he is an Ohio state fan well, I bet you they'd agree with you too right well I
1: mean it's that's unfortunate that, like there's a lot of UT fans, and I went to Vanderbilt, so it's not like. And when he says UT, when he says UT, so, I mean Tennessee, Tennessee right? So up here, like we don't know what UT is, we no. and, and we think Texas. And it's good. <laughs> I, I'm imagining when I come back to class, my students are going to have a lot to say about the Vandy UT game. But I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about right. Vanderbilt's chances. And, and to bring this back, yeah. Nate went to college at Vanderbilt, so
0: um, so he he's he's an Ohio State fan, but. He's also a Vandy a Commodores fan yeah. as well. So, he definitely cares about their sports program and everything like that. So, a lot of his kids that he teaches, they're all Tennessee fans. And, um, you know, they believe that they're above Vandy
1: in a lot of ways. You know, I don't know if they'll be able to get there in football or not. I don't know. Vandy's won the past three years in a row. Right. And Vandy can make it four years in a row. Although, I never thought I'd see the day of Vandy beating UT... Right, three games in a row. So, well,
0: like, you know, like we were talking about before, Vandy trying to recruit and be able to stay, keep up with the Joneses
1: and the SEC is about impossible in football, just yeah. with the academics there at school. So, yeah, it's it's definitely difficult, but um, you know, I Vanderbilt's definitely have its ebbs and flows. So, I'm the, I know that eventually at some point we'll definitely um we'll definitely go up, but. Uh, you know, sometimes you have your valleys too and you gotta go through that as well. So
0: Right. Yeah, sorry, my son Caden decided to come downstairs and wanted to jump on the trampoline inside the tell him, does not do that right now. You mm-hmm. wanna say hi, bud? Say hi. No. You don't wanna say hi? No. Okay. It's for everybody out there. Like there's hundreds of thousands of people listening to this right now, so here's your chance to be famous. You wanna say anything? No. Okay. Then keep it quiet. Alright, you can stay though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but no, um, yeah, it's funny. So the game, yeah, the game. So yeah. obviously, you know, Nathan and I were brothers, and I've always been a Michigan fan, and yes. for whatever reason, he he has always been an Ohio State fan. Yeah. And uh, normally, this week we don't really talk to each other much, you know, until it's time for the game. And we start talking trash a little bit. Except for that
1: video you sent last year.
0: Yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. showing. Him and me and myself and my son Caden yes. sent a nice little video, put it out there <clears> for <throat> everybody to see that we are definitely Michigan fans. That's right. This I, is I had a response. It's this is good. a Michigan household. So even though um House States had Michigan's number the last, I don't know, ten, fifteen years. It just
1: means I have time to convert. I have time to convert. Nah, get him to understand the ways of the nah. state of Ohio. Hundred percent not happening. You know. He's a Michigan
0: we, fan for life. We got time. It's a, he's it's already ingrained in him, so it's okay. We'll see.
1: We got time. He makes it sound like that there's an actual chance, and I'm not going to let that happen whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you are wearing scarlet and gray right now. Like, I don't know if that's sacrilege, but...
0: That's one of the dumbest things I heard you say. Hey, well, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm
1: wearing scarlet it's and gray. It's all right. It's all You're right. You're wearing scarlet hey, and I'm, gray. I, all all I'm scarlet, I am wearing a red that's shirt right I'm now. Saying,
0: a red shirt. It's okay. all right. You know, what? I guess I'm not as dedicated as some fans out there, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> fair.
1: Fair. Life.
0: But going to the game, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I have my thoughts on it, but
1: yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, if we think back to the beginning of the season, I definitely think everyone would have thought Michigan would be in this position, right. and Ohio State would be in the opposite roles. Right. Um. So I definitely think if we kind of put it in the context of the whole season, it's been a big surprise to everybody. And Justin Fields has been great uh, because, you know, Haskins is an awesome quarterback. He's a great in-the-pocket passing quarterback, but he wasn't necessarily the most mobile of quarterbacks. Whereas, like, Justin Fields has the arms, he has the legs, um, so he can kind of use all of that. and, you know, then you got Dobbins, great running back. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, by fields opening up the passing game, it'll allow him to have um, a good running attack. And so, um, you know, my, my thing for Ohio State is they, they don't necessarily need to do anything fancy. I mean, obviously pay attention to um, what Michigan's bringing, but Ohio State really just needs to be normal. It's really Michigan who's going to have to, play up to Ohio State as opposed to Ohio State going down to Michigan at the same time though it's a rivalry game so um you know I still remember the 90s when uh Ohio State went 11-0 and and always found a way to lose to Michigan regardless of how good or bad they were so um it's true you know that that was the time of the 90s and but I know it's been, like, the past 20 years. It's definitely been in Ohio State's favor. But, uh, and um, so I, agree I think, with that. you know, we'll we'll see. And I know Harborough Harbor really wants that win. And um, I know this might be a little bit different. But I'm, I've actually been happy that he's been Michigan's coach. Cause I bet. It, a it, bunch of Ohio State fans. Well, I know, right? <laughs> but, like, for the fact of, like, the rivalry has been interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I think the overall record's like fifty-eight, fifty, and like three, three or right. four or something like that. So I'm happy that like Ohio State is inching closer. But for like the interest of the rivalry, I do think that he's he has brought it um to be more um competitive, closer, um, you know, putting a little bit of fear into Ohio State fans, which I think, Man. you know, can be a good thing to create a little bit I, of I can't say so. there's really fear out there. I mean, he hasn't really... He, well, he, fear's not the, fear's he, not he, the right he, word, he, but, like, he, at least making us think about it. Because the game in Columbus uh, three years ago, like, that that definitely made Ohio State fans have to think, because we were down most of the game. Yeah, the game, so, Michigan should definitely won. Michigan completely lost that
0: game. Not Ohio State winning that game, so... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, can't can't live it in the past. It is what no. it is.
1: Yep. I'm um, I'm looking forward to the game for sure. Um, so what would you say, Michigan has to do if they if they see themselves winning in this one? If I was Michigan,
0: I would honestly, I would try to hold the ball and run the ball and try to control it. I I, I say that, but it's easier said than done. I don't think Michigan's offensive line is good enough to do that. Have so luck. since they can't do that. I would say they need to get the ball in their playmakers' hands and their best playmakers on their team are their receivers. Unfortunately, I have I believe their quarterback is subpar. I'm not a Patterson fan, but he needs to get the ball out of his hands quick, get into his hands of the receivers early. That way they can go try to make plays and move all down the field. Um problem with Ohio State is they don't really have a lot of deficiencies on defense. So yeah, sometimes he's going to take a chance to go deep to their to like their tall receivers, so I think Miko Collins is six four, Tariq Black is six three. Yeah, I think Donovan People Jones is like six two, and they're all athletic. And then they have a couple of receivers on the slot that are playmakers. Um, I'll try to get in their hands and get them out in space, and go from there. And hopefully, Michigan, who seem like they've improved on defense this year, can you know try to tame that Ohio State offense. But they've always had issues with mobile quarterbacks, so. I don't know how it's really going to work out overall. I'm just glad it's in Michigan this year and not Columbus. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a, a
1: help. I also think it's going to help that it's going to be raining, and um, you talked about that the the rain kind of hopefully potentially evening things out between right. everybody. I mean, don't
0: wrong, it's still going to be like the Ohio State have the athletes everywhere in the field. Right, so that's the main. You know, that's the
1: main thing. Um, I will say to that though, Ohio State played in the rain last week, so. They looked suspect for a while. When they did they turned the ball over a lot. They did. They did. Well and you know, it's Penn State. I mean granted, could Ohio State have probably scored more points? Yeah. But also too, like they did fumble and Ohio State could have scored more points. Right. So is was it necessarily then that the game was actually as close as what it was, or Ohio State just made some mistakes? So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess when I think about, like, the common teams that they've played, you know, with, like, Michigan playing Wisconsin, that was bad. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. That was bad for Michigan. Yeah, they just got uh, to a bad
0: start. They, they had turnovers. And that's one they're not doing now that they were doing early in the season. They're not turning right. the ball over nearly as much. So that's making a huge difference in how
1: they're playing. And. Right. They're finally playing a little bit better on defense, trying to, I guess they're figuring themselves out. So that's a good thing. Right. And the Penn State game, not saying that anyone's into moral victories, but, um, you know, it did kind of bring Michigan up, even though, like, they lost it in the end. Like, they did bring it back in that game to make it close. So, you know, think about common opponents. Like I said, it's a rivalry. So you can kind of put stats out the window because emotion's going to take over. Right. And, um, you know, in a rivalry game, uh, there's definitely times where emotions can get the best of you, so um you know, I would say for Ohio State fans like or well, for the players, like definitely be amped and excited, like always,, right. uh, but also keep your emotions in check because sometimes you can be the best team out there and let your emotions get the best of you, and it's not because you weren't athletic um you know i'm obviously a diehard Ohio State fan, so I still see Ohio State winning this thing um. I think this game will either be um, extremely close. Like if Michigan wins, I don't think they're going to blow out Ohio State out. I think it'll be a very close game, mm-hmm. um, or I think Ohio State is going to run with it and it's not going to be close. Um, but you know, I could be wrong. It, I mean, it could it could be a blowout by Michigan because I think you know fans want uh, the Michigan fans are uh, probably where Ohio State fans were in the '90s. They're very much wanting a win. Right. And um, it's been a while. And, I agree. And the Hunter's there. I think they definitely, their Michigan fans are, you know, look for a win. I'm looking for a win. I yeah. like
0: for the win. And I'm sick of hearing all the Ohio State fans, you know, talk trash. Hearing people, I'm hearing it from work, hearing it online, hearing it from friends from school, hearing it everywhere. So that would be a good thing that can make it happen. But I agree. It's either going to be really close or it's probably going to be a blowout. And um, like I said, it's just whoever can make the fewest mistakes and
1: whoever can execute. So, I don't know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely excited. One of the things about Thanksgiving coming to Ohio that I've been excited about is just experiencing hate week. Um, because just, in you know, it, there's nothing like it. And when you grow up in it and everyone getting prepped for the game and talking trash... Whether that's at school, whether that's in the neighborhood, whether it's at the store. Um, you know, and it's, it's kind of odd if you don't pick a side or you're like, I don't care. Um, I feel like most people care or at least they lean one way or the other. Right. And so it's, uh, it's been good to be back home to, to see that and to be a part of that and to see so many people excited about, um, you know, one of the greatest days of the year and both uh, the states of Ohio and Michigan. So Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I look forward to it. No, I, I can't wait. Um
0: honestly, like I said, I oh they win. That way I can I don't have to hear people talk about Harbaugh losing his job and all that. Honestly, I think we're gonna lose. He should keep his job. That's just me. You know everybody wants their instant gratification, and satisfaction. Um he's building, he's winning, but obviously Michigan expects to be a top tier program yeah. where Ohio State is and Michigan's not there yet. And so since Ohio State's there it puts a big target on his back, big spotlight on him. So I guess I understand if he gets fired, if they do lose. But I don't know who they replace him with. I think I've talked about this before in previous podcast. Um, I'll, I'll give him another year. That's just me because I think I even in this season, if they played out like they did at the beginning of the season, off season, I probably would fire him. But there was a serious improvement from the beginning of the season to now. And um, I think that, He's kind of shown that he is actually good coach. He has good coaching
1: staff, and they are taking the team in the right direction. I guess kind of with that, though, and maybe you can help me to understand this. Um, I, Harbor, and even as an Ohio State fan trying to like look at what he's done, uh. like he's done better than the past two coaches. I mean, really, there hasn't been a whole lot of consistency since Lloyd Carr. Right, And and that was like mid-2000s. The coaches since then, like, yeah, they've experienced success, but there have been a lot of, like, this is probably a lot of low points in the past 20 years of Michigan football, if you, like, span it over the entire existence. And I'll say Harborough has been pretty consistent with winning games in a way that the coaches in between himself and Lloyd Carr have not had that same. I will say that I,
0: I agree with you there. I think one of the big things was after Lloyd Carr left, um, they brought in Rich Rodriguez, yep. who uh, was at West Virginia. He's very and, successful. You know, he he has good offense. He doesn't believe in defense, really. But he's, he's able to put up points. And when he brought in players, he changed the whole look of the Michigan program. Previously, Michigan was always big old offensive line. They're like Wisconsin. Big offensive linemen, tight ends. They're gonna run the ball. Mm -hmm. um, They'll run play action pass. They'll win games like twenty to seven or something like that, and just smash my football. And he brought in the spread offense, zone read, get up and down the field. Not really caring as much on defense, but he changed kind of like the the appearance and the body type of the players at Michigan. And so he was in there, and then he got fired because. He was basically too much. He was too far away from the typical Michigan man. I'm throwing that in air quotes right now, uh, because you know the Michigan man's a kind of I guess a, a certain supposed to have a, a certain standard, and I don't think Rich Rod um, was at that particular standard. He was kind of he would do things a little bit unorthodox and do things not really the Michigan way. I think so. Um, when Brady Hope came in, he mm-hmm. did have to change everything. Cause he said they were going to be Smash Mouth. They we're gonna be old school Michigan, so it took him a while to get some players in there to do that. I had um, a few good years in between. Yeah, they, they had a couple of good yeah, decent a good years, years and you know, I think he had he had a harder job than what Harbaugh did. Ultimately Hoke didn't take him to that next level, but he had a better recruiting class, he had better athletes there. So when Harbaugh could come in, he'd come in and make more of an impact from the beginning. That's right. why they went to like a New Year's six bowl from the beginning. Um, but overall now Harbaugh's in his players in there. Um, those are, I mean I think they're going in the right direction, you know. But patience and our society nowadays they don't really go hand in hand anymore. So it's it, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to see to say whether or not he's going to be able to stay or not. Because Michigan, they're a good program. They're better than the average team. They're probably the upper third of the Big Ten. But you know, Michigan and Michigan fans, they want to be elite. They want to be where Ohio State is right now or higher if possible and they're not there yet and because they're not seeing that they might be like alright well it might be time to go a different direction I don't personally think that way I think you just stick in the direction that we're going because they are getting better theirs may not be getting better they may, they may not be getting to elite status as fast as the
1: fans and boosters want them to be well it's interesting you're talking about like this almost instant gratification I think um, in college football we've been seeing a lot of that, um, whether that's with coaching, like you're not winning this, almost like hitting a quota. You're not winning this many games. We're not seeing any results, like so we're gonna fire you. But the problem is that you got to start all back over from scratch, building everything back up, building a completely different system to try and get yourself back into it. So like think about what you're saying with Harbar, Harball, like, like he's take step, gonna take steps back, right? Because at that point. Even though, yeah, he may not be beating Ohio State, it kind of almost reminds me of Cooper back in the 90s. It kind of it took him a while before he could beat Michigan. Now, granted, I mean, would Ohio State ever do that again? Probably not. Now,
0: but I think, I think the one big difference there is Cooper wasn't really an Ohio State guy. True. And Harbaugh is Michigan. He's guy. Straight- All right, sorry about that. We had technical difficulty. That's how it goes during these podcasts. You know, it is what it is. Um, But we're back now. Sorry about that. But, um, you know, like we were saying, I don't know where we were. I know we we're talking about Michigan and Harbaugh and, and everybody wants instant gratification. And if they don't get it right away, they, you know, they're rolling the fire and, you know, make right, jump ship. But then that start over, that takes steps backwards. You know, that means over the next couple of seasons, if he does get fired, they have to bring someone else in. You know They might do decent because some of the players might stay, other players might transfer. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go through that whole effect where the guy's going to try to put in his system, put in his program, put in his weight program, try to bring in new recruits, try to get everybody believing and going in the right direction and all that mess. And then you are, by then, all right, so year one's gone by, you're in the year two, you might start seeing something year three, but that's when those freshmen that you recruited, they're registered two freshmen years. and sophomores, yeah. so they're still probably not going to be great yet. You know, and you have to wait till that fourth year to see is this real or not. You well, know, and that's the thing with Harbaugh; he got in that fourth year, and last year they, were, you know, they were decent last year, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they they seem to lose big games randomly. And
1: but I the think about to it, Ohio State too. So. But I think about going into that Ohio State Michigan game; like Michigan was favored to beat Ohio State. Yeah, but I, I mean, from the
0: eye test, I mean, I don't know how they could really. I mean, I guess they could because Michigan was. I'm you, were they undefeated? They were undefeated, but they had really good I mean, record. They lost one game? Yeah. They lost one game They that had, like, point. number two defense in the country or something yeah. like that. But I know for me, what I was worried about in that game, it happened. You know, Ohio State, I mean, Michigan played man defense the whole time against everybody. They said, we're playing press, man coverage, and we're going to get to your guys before you can beat us. And I was worried about Ohio State having multiple athletes, multiple receivers. I'm sorry, multiple athletes at multiple positions being able to basically out-athletic Michigan's defense. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. They were a bunch of crossing routes. Michigan's defense could not catch up with Ohio State's athletes. Yeah. And that was a problem. Now, Michigan, they are playing more zone this year. Um, Don Brown has changed his defense a little bit. So, I'm happy about that. Will that out work against Ohio State? I don't know, but I also don't think Ohio State's offense is as good as, as what it was last year. See, more, I disagree with that. They're more, they're more run dependent. They're more, they're more like almost old school. They're not. It's not old school, but J.K. Dobbins having a really good season. Justin Fields is good, and he brings that added dimension if it needed. But I also think that Dwayne Haskins was more dynamic last year. Just throwing the ball everywhere, I and mean, he could sit out and mid with the
1: third quarter in most games and be done be fine. On the flip side of that, though, Haskins, like the way that Ohio State's offense operated last year was based on the pass, which is totally against Ohio State offenses sure. like, throughout tradition. But like, the, usually the, Ohio State offense is based on the run, and within the past 20 years, based on a mobile quarterback. But their coach so, actually their coaches actually did a good thing. Their best quarterback was a throwing quarterback absolutely and they changed their offense to be to cater to, to cater to players. Yeah. And instead of trying to force feed their offense into or the player into their offense. In the same vein though, you also saw last year Ohio State struggle. Like I remember watching the Ohio State Maryland game last year and like that was a struggle for Ohio State. Even for their offense. I know the defense is the one who really had worst game but the offense even though they scored all those points were still to a certain a certain degree struggling just as much because the run game was not as effective last season and the way that it is effective this season yeah. but I also think with Justin Fields even if you might consider him decent I think he's better than decent and you know I, I mean he's definitely gonna be a Heisman Candidate by the end of the season, yeah. But when you have a quarterback that can throw and move and do all of that in one, that makes him dangerous to be able to open up that running game uh, for a lot to be able to happen in the offense. And so, just based on what I've seen this season in comparison to last season, I actually do think Ohio State's offense um, is more productive than what they were last year they're producing a lot more and they're producing a lot more with consistency now hopefully that continues to go into tomorrow in the Michigan game but that's you know that like I said it's a rivalry game so that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case right
0: nope I I agree I understand it for sure and um I'm interested to see what happens I'm interested to see how they're going to play um no it's going to be good we're having people over Nate and Gigi, Nate and his wife come back tomorrow, we're having some yeah. friends over and everything, so I'll be getting up early tomorrow morning trying to prep everything for the people that are coming over, and hopefully, Michigan can show up ready to play, so I'm I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to it, for sure. I think the bigger question, I'm I'm also paying attention to the Wisconsin-Minnesota game. I look forward to seeing that, too. Um, you know, and then that game is right after the Ohio State-Michigan game, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm really excited for the Gophers. Um, I actually think if Minnesota can get past Wisconsin, and you know me being biased but wanting Ohio State to get past Michigan, that solidifies, I'm hoping, a spot for the Big Ten. So regardless of... I know there'd be more work for Minnesota, but I think if Minnesota can beat Wisconsin, and I don't want this to happen at all, but let's just say... Minnesota were to upset Ohio State, I think that gives the Big Ten a spot. Yeah, if it's the Minnesota Ohio State like championship, someone from the Big Ten will go. Yeah, I th- mean, um, I think, I
0: think yeah, I think someone from Big Ten is going to go because I mean, Pac Ten they pretty much are themselves out. I mean, Utah still has a chance; they have an outside chance. Um, I think Big Twelve they don't play defense in the Big Twelve. So I think they're out. It's really going to be, you know, SEC. So LSU and Georgia, they're going to, they're going to, you know, decide that whenever they play each other. And then obviously Ohio State's in right now. The Big Ten team is going to be there when it's all said and done. And Clemson,
1: no one's going to beat them, even though I don't know if they've even played a ranked team yet. Okay, so I do want to br- I I want to bring this up, and I know this is probably like, oh, Clemson has made it to the playoffs four years in a row. So, like, obviously they proved themselves. And I think being an Ohio State fan and seeing us be out of the playoffs, um, even sometimes when, like, we had one loss and, like, it was debatable, but it was like, oh, the schedule was too weak. For Clemson, because, I mean, their schedule was weak. It's a weak schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had Texas A&M, and, like, Texas A&M is, like, Above average, but they're not Michigan above average. So, like, for Clemson, like, yes, they're blowing people out. And, like, we know they're a good team. Do you think the committee will question the weakness of Clemson's schedule? And could that end up hurting them in the playoffs? No, because they won't lose. They would have to lose in
0: order for that to for the schedule to be questioned
1: so even if i mean and i agree with you it's just something that i've thought about with like they in comparison to everyone else like if we do the eye test right. like alabama i mean has played a harder schedule than clemson and has beaten harder teams than clemson and let's say like lsu does this thing beats georgia they're out alabama is still sitting there just waiting i don't think they're going to get in but i really think the only way they get in is if something happens to Clemson.
0: No, I think, honestly, I honestly think right now, it's set up for Alabama to get in. I don't know if Utah's going to be able to jump Alabama. Utah needs to be impressive down the stretch in order for that to happen. But right now, I think regardless, because is in the top four, so Georgia and LSU, they're going to cancel each other
1: out, and one of them's not going to make it, because someone's going to lose. See, but I feel like if Georgia beats LSU, I think I think the committee would keep LSU. It's just tough because Georgia had a bad loss to South Carolina early in the year. Right,
0: but if Georgia beats LSU... Like, they would need to... I mean, they they could keep LSU in. That's tough because LSU has been there all year. So, yeah, Alabama will probably be out if that was the case. I don't think that they would jump Alabama over LSU. And I don't think they'd drop LSU all the way out because that would be LSU's first loss. So, because of that, you're probably right. They'd probably keep both SEC teams in. Alabama would still be out, and they wouldn't put Clemson in. They wouldn't take
1: Clemson out because of that. Right. And I I want everyone to know, like, I'm not saying Clemson should not be in the college football playoffs. Like, they've proven themselves. They should definitely be there. I was just curious about if their weakness of schedule would be questioned, even if they were undefeated. Because yeah, that's no. that's happened in previous years, where it's like, when I did the eye test, like, who is better and like unfortunately, In- the other teams that could try to challenge
0: that they they've all lost, and Clemson has it, so that's yeah. like the biggest thing, yeah now they if they had lost to pitt, north like- Carolina, North Carolina, or pitt like they almost did, then yeah, it mean it could be it could mean something, but they didn't they figured it out, and they won it, and they're still undefeated, so they got through, and I think that's that yeah, so. But I know it's getting late, man. I know you probably need to get back to your Santa mom and dad's and y'all need to take the drive. So want yeah. wanted to say thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was good talking to you. I know we could sit here and probably talk all day. Yeah. And we could try to talk about Michigan, Ohio State or college football or college sports. Because, you know, we're both sports junkies. It's just yeah. how it is. And, um, you know, we have fun with it. It's yeah. interesting. And, um, you know, I'm just glad you're here. Glad Great.
1: you came on. Thanks for inviting me on the pop. Podcast. got to be here. Yeah, not a problem. We'll have to have you back on soon. And um, go blue. Huh. Oh, H.
0: Terrible. Alright, everybody. It is the final segment of the show. Relax and take notes. And today, I actually just want to give a shout out to a former college football coach of mine, Coach Mike Leonard. He was the head coach at Franklin College, Hanover's rival Um, since 2003. He actually left my senior year to go to be the head coach there at Franklin. Built him into a very nice program. He's the all-time winningest coach in Franklin history. Um, You know, he is – he's unconventional, a little bit different coaching method. Um, He's proof that coaches don't need to yell and scream with their players in order to be productive. Um, He led by example. Um, Great person, great man, great recruiter, great coach. Still part of those, the best ball as far as throwing the football. He was former quarterback. He didn't have any injuries, didn't play much when he was in college. But when we'd be in practice, he was throwing a deep ball. He feels the best one out of all of the quarterbacks, even a lot of times better than Dietz. I don't know Deets Dietz might not agree with that. He was my quarterback in college, but because Leonard definitely threw a good ball. And like I said, he led by example. He was, like I said, a little different, but um, you know, I like that about him. I like that he's unique. I like that he stood out. Um, he understood us, but he let us be ourselves. He would go out there and he would um, ask us for our opinions on what we saw on the field. And he would adjust his game, his game plan based on what we were seeing. And so I thought that was great as a coach. You know, he wasn't just we're going to run these plays and that's it. You know, he wanted, us, he wanted to see our point of view as receivers and as the offense skill position players, what we were seeing on the field so he could adjust his game plan to what we were seeing. And I thought that was great. You know, put some onus on us. Um, I like guess it just showed how much we really learned under him, under the offense. He called it the black cat attack. It was basically four wide and we would throw the ball over the field. So, um, it was fun. It was fun playing under him. It was, um, you know, like I said, he was a great coach and, you know, he, he, he spread his positivity throughout, throughout the program, throughout Haniel's program, throughout Franklin's program. Um, like I said, I, I could always go to his office and talk to them. I could always give him a call even after college and go talk to them. Um, see how things are going with him and everything. So, but he is, uh, he, he has resigned and like I said, he was a great coach, had a great career. Um, you know, don't know what he's, planned, what he's planning on doing next. And he's still planning on staying at Franklin, um, for now, maybe still help with the program, but you know, I saw, I was reading an article saying he's been doing this for 40 years. I think he said, well, maybe it was 30 years, 30 years. So I don't think he was that old, but uh, <laughs> but basically since he was in college, right out of college, he started coaching and started going on that, on that coaching journey. So uh, happy for him. I'll never forget I'm going to go to his office and seeing him have the video games up at the NCAA on PlayStation. And he created our whole team and created plays for us. And he was trying to get different ideas from the video games. So I always thought it was funny that he would do that. And he'd create the Hanover Panthers team and um, had made all of our – made all of our uh, – all of us on the game and everything, so I thought it was pretty funny. He was trying to be ahead of his time a little bit. So, like I said, Coach L, congratulations. You're a great coach, uh, great mentor, great person, great role model. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, good luck with everything going forward. And as far as everybody else, you know, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. My son came downstairs and he's bouncing a ball, so if you hear that, that's why. And um yeah, come out, listen to me, listen to my brother, listen to the podcast. We definitely appreciate your support. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at Franchise1122. And Instagram is Terrell Dwayne or at Terrell Duane 11 and Facebook. You know, you'll probably just find me under Terrell Cummings. So um, if you want to listen, tell everybody about it, listen on you know, through Anchor, the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I believe it's on. Was it Overcast? Maybe Stitcher. I'm not positive about that. But get out there, spread the word, please. I know to, it's been sports heavy. I, I am going to start bringing a little more business into the podcast here in the near in the near future. So, um, you know, please, please listen up. We're gonna have some more guests come on in the future as well. Um, like I said, hopefully we're getting better and appreciate the support and I look forward to talking with y'all next week. So, um, happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, hope I had a good Black Friday, and uh, go Blue. Have a good one. See y'all.